The following episode is brought to you by Poison City Brewing, proud makers of Durban Poison Cannabis Lager, the beer that invites you to live your poison. Sweet, how's it going guys? Myself, Nasipi Zwane, I'm back again with another episode of Sludge Underground. As always, I'm with my co-host, uh, Megan from Lemon Dove, and today we have a really awesome duo. I'm going to let them introduce themselves, and then we can pretty much just learn more about them throughout this interview. Guys, please uh, introduce yourselves. Hey, Naz and Megan. And hey listeners. guys, I'm Faye. Yeah, and I'm Ren. We started our vibes there in Durban and we were there for quite a long time. And then we recently came back to Cape Town at the beginning of this year and then lockdown kicked in. So it's been quite a funny, yeah. That's really, that's really dope. And you know, it's, it's in, in, in Durban, you know, it's, it's very sort of rare to get, you know, two people sort of like a duo type setup and if it is and it's usually more in the fuzz type scene like I, I think of bands like mouse and i think it was the myths when they were still together and whatnot so what is it that made you guys decide um that you know what we're going to come together and we're going to be a duo um yeah right. i guess it just naturally happened like that we've been friends and partners in life going on 15 years now yeah, yeah so we met in school actually we'll often bring other guys in for live shows and recordings but yeah the face of it is ren and i yeah and would you guys say that it's sort of it sort of puts you at an advantage that you guys have been together for such a long time and that you guys are you know partners or would you say that's more or less like a, a disadvantage maybe at all I would say definitely an advantage. A bit of good, um, perhaps. It can be tricky to navigate a personal and professional relationship. Yeah. yeah. It is a good thing. Yeah, mostly advantageous. <laughs> but it helps that we know each other and we yeah. get on so well. And yeah. But musically, we're perfect, like just perfectly in sync. And it just turns into something pretty special. Yeah, I think that's something that you can definitely hear. You can hear a synergy. The combination is truly something special. I'm wondering about what it's like uh, sort of writing music together so much and then opening up your projects to collaborators and fellow musicians. Yeah, I mean, um, our music comes together pretty naturally. It's the voices and the core kind of, that are the core pieces, I would say, like the two voices that come together. So just looking at sort of your guys's, you know, name, is it as straightforward as it is? Maybe that's, you know, Faye and Ren are are your names or is there anything at all that is, you know, behind it that might be, you know, special? It really is that straightforward. (laughs) (laughs) You're coming up with band names and all of that. It gets pretty overwhelming. We both just, yeah, just thought, just put our names, Faye and Ren. That's (laughs) what it is. (laughs) It helps when your names have like, an innate rhythmic quality to them that like actually matches with your sound. Like when I say Faye and Ren, it sounds like the music I'm about to listen to. Uh, Whether it's strategic or not, it fits. It's great. And and obviously with you guys um, being a two-piece, what would you say your general setup is, you know, when you're playing live? Um, I know you guys said that you do sometimes get, you know, other artists on when it comes to live performances and whatnot. But, you know, what's your sort of basic kind of setup on a normal night playing out? I tend to take the rhythmic acoustic guitar kind of vibe. 
And then Faye brings in some electric guitar ambience on this nice uh, hollow body. Yeah, um, we keep it pretty simple. He plays harmonica, the two vocals, and we got a little song box recently, which adds yeah. a nice rhythmic. So a real wooden one, not the, not the plug-in ones. <laughs> That's really interesting, guys. And and I just want to look at sort of, you know, this interview even happening. I really like to just give credit where it's due because um, Megan was the one who was like, dude, check them out. They're really dope. And, you know, she told me, you know, I should come listen to, to one of the standout songs here on your SoundCloud, um, which is uh, Found Founders Lost. And, you know, that, that, that track really, you know, it really intrigued when I listened to it, you know, it just made me want to just find out more about what sort of went behind it. And not only that, just your general sound and whatnot in terms of your influences, you know, tell us a bit more about that. And so you picked up quite, that's an old recording, actually. That's when we lived in Durban. Wow. So that was like yeah. 2015. Guys, I've been that, here since volume one. Like, I'm here. Oh, I've been here since before the archiving, okay? Uh, <laughs> like, it's, it's been the best. So that song was written by Ren's uncle, who's an amazing poet. We turn a lot of his poems into songs. Yes. So my uncle is Keith Erasmus. As I said, he's a great writer. He's got like a natural flair with words. Is he behind the um, the track uh, Dead Birds in the Snow? Yes, yes the he, same writer. Yeah, he's the man behind that. Uh, also, yeah. one of my favorite gravies. Mm, very nice. Oh, the trumpet treatment, it is so beautiful. Ooh, but yeah. the soundscapes you make are serene and they're calming and yet lush at the same time. Like, you guys pull off such magic. I always just envision like being on like a halfway in the middle of the night in like some old Cadillac or something and then those trumpets come in. It's like just this kind of dark scene. It's it's lovely the way you're explaining it there, bro. And and you when you mentioned earlier that so you guys had, you know, you came from Durban and you went to Cape Town and whatnot, how has that sort of transition been for you guys? You know, has it been sort of seamless or like what is it how has it been? I mean, also considering that, you know, it has been locked down and whatnot, I, I don't I don't suppose you guys have been doing much in terms of the live aspects of it, but just the general move, you know, how did it sort of treat you guys? It definitely has been challenging we arrived here with a lot of um work booked up and we were looking forward to a busy couple of months and that all pretty much fell through i'm sure like yeah everyone's plans have fallen through this year yeah this this actually it's been a crazy time transition we should have like hung back in case it ends (laughs) so probably would have been a little more comfortable but we have made it work um, trying to keep busy with other stuff. I mean, we obviously haven't paid any shows for four months. Yeah, we actually did our first show today in Cult Bay. So that was yeah. quite amazing. Obviously, like our strings are a bit old and we're feeling a bit rusty because we both just took a sabbatical. We have. We haven't bothered to put on any online shows because it's just like not, not the same at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've just gotten stuck into other little projects. On the side, you know. Tell us a bit more about yeah. these projects, guys. Come on. What what projects do you guys have going on the side? Yeah, quite an interesting <laughs> bunch of stuff, right? Had an eclectic mix. We've started a little kombucha business. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, we started a really nice stuff. kombucha business. Some good kombucha. Ren's been quite busy with like some sort of project music wise. Yeah, been quite a bit of recording during lockdown. 
So it wasn't a total sabbatical for music. I think mostly was, for me. <laughs> it was more of just going internal. Enlighten me a bit. Kombucha is, that's like a drink, right? If I'm not mistaken. It's um, like a fermented tea. Pretty amazing. Fizzy and yummy. I've actually had some of that. I don't know, since you guys are from Durban, I don't know if you know of a place called the Castle on Main. It's in Hillcrest. Um, and they basically have like the best kombucha because like I had I had my very first one there and it was like and apparently it's like super healthy as well, you know and it's it's your eyes when you say it's tasty. <laughs> the castle on Main is an awesome little spot. Which other sort of places did you guys play at when you when you stayed down here in Durban? Because a lot of the artists complain about there being a lack of you know venues to play. So where did you guys generally? Which spots did you guys generally uh, hit? Um, we played pretty when we were there. Um, basically between 2010 and 2015, and then back again last year. There were two totally different time frames. So, like the old days, we were playing at like, um, well, my brother and our Hans brothers, we played like live the venue, and then Bay and I played at a few very culty kind of places. Like there was Cotton Castle. Um, in Florida, uh, which was just off Florida Road, but that was like a private residence, you know. They often turn very underground shows. Um, yeah. Yeah. So case is, it has always been like a bit of a tough one for venues. It's always producing great musicians, but venues are like, you know. Yeah, far between. Yeah. I'm wondering about the interlude. Like, usually... People use an interlude to indicate a shift in sort of conceptual matter or sonic matter. And it's it's sitting at sort of track six on a nine-track album in terms of your second album. And I'm wondering if there was intention behind that. What's going on there? <laughs> hmm, I think it was, it's actually um, a little piece of like an instrumental piece from Sally and our Ali. Sorry, that's a cat meowing at the door. <laughs> Um, it it was like quite a beautiful, spacious, like simple piece. I don't know if there was too much intention behind it. We just well, it went back to the like in my opinion, like and my favorite song on the al- the album, uh, Sally and Our Alley. So the interlude, mm. it's got the core parts for Sally and Our Alley in it. There was no real intent to make it like. Uh, an interlude at the end of the album, but it just ended up like kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, just something stemming from that that question that Megan asked, you know, in terms of um, what you your recording process, you know, how, like how do you how do you guys sort of you know how does that sort of go down um, in terms like who writes the songs, you know, who arranges all the instruments and stuff. I think we do like to keep it pretty loose. Um, a song will probably like originate with either one of us and then we'll both add to it. Yeah. We obviously just record like in our own space. We've got like our own little setup. It's quite portable, so Yeah, wow. It certainly you can tell. It sounds like a combination of people feeling a lot of feelings and using sound to express them. It's beautiful. I read that you sort of collaborated with um other musicians. But um, uh, you, uh, you mentioned that there were sort of young African upcoming musicians that were really um, good examples of the craft. Um, can you please tell us about your relationship with them, um, what it was like? Uh, so you mentioned you you got 
you mentioned the trumpets and dead birds in the snow and mm. actually all over that album. So that's mm. like a good friend of ours, Kolawole uh, Gobolahan. He's actually from Nigeria and we met him in Cape Town in 2015 at, uh, I don't know if you know, remember the venue to the balls. It was like a little jazz spot in observatory. Mm. It was like mm. quite a healthy jazz venue, like a very small space, but very small stage with always amazing musicians hanging out there. There's just like a bunch of musicians and, and artists and mostly jazzy, like snooty jazzy musos, <laughs> you know. Yeah, we met Colin there and then he was he was very keen to collaborate with us and play with us and we ended up playing with him live uh, for, about for a few years. years yeah. yeah. Yeah, we played a lot with him. And as for the other guys, um most of them are from a little jazz band as well. Yeah. That plays around Cape Town. They were all kind of studying at UCT. Yeah. And yeah. So we basically have, have a residency at the old biscuit mall when we're in Cape Town at the neighbor goods market. So it's like quite a very bustly Saturday market in the heart in like Woodstock in Cape Town. And one of the other house bands is this little uh, jazz group. Um, so basically, we met uh, Spoo Matsimela, he's the upright bassist, and Tefo Mahola, he's an amazing drummer and yeah, percussion player. We were so happy Kata. to have them, although they're yeah. all like really awesome musicians and great people. Yeah, so we basically met them there and just kind of like all got involved in the album, yeah. They just came through one day each. Tefo came to our flat, tracked down drums. Our um, neighbors weren't very happy. With yeah, at the end of the day, we had like these stickers outside <laughs> the door. We didn't even hear them complaining and shouting. And <laughs> we were all in our headphones and like Tefo's on drums. So they were just like really a bunch of like old neighbors that we had when we were like in Simonstown, yeah, in Cape Town. <laughs> And you also mentioned something really important earlier. You said um, with you and your brother, um, I think you said it's Heinz Brothers, and you, you mentioned a, a really iconic yeah. location here in Durban or a venue um, back when live was still a thing. And when I think of live, I think of just the best shows you ever got um, down here in Durban. So this leads me to the question, you know, with, with you two, um, what has sort of been, you know, are there any memorable shows that you guys remember playing, you know, not only here, but you know just during your time you know elsewhere or in south africa as a whole actually yeah uh, a lot of memorable places um every place has it's like kind of memories <laughs> for such different reasons as well but, we definitely um, enjoy like smaller venues and like the more intimate yeah setting which are it can be kind of hard to come by yeah i think venues where people are like really listeners you know they want to listen to to the art, you know, um, I think those those kind of spaces are like much more suited to what we do. We find ourselves playing at a lot of like loud bars and yeah, food markets. But some some memorable venues in Durban. Um, I don't know if you want me to rattle. Off. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> well, the Rainbow Restaurant was always cool. That jazz spot. Um, then uh, St Clement's always was a really nice uh, listening audience um in Musgrave yeah man uh, <laughs> it's hard to think of of all of them but the castle is great as well yeah the castle the, the castle and hillcrest is really great yeah. i think they really deserve good 
mention because, I mean, anyone in Durban needs to go and catch a, catch a show there at the castle. That's yeah. for sure. And Andre and that crew there are awesome. They're always cooking up some nice lentils and stuff for you, <laughs> you know, and kombucha. So you're sort of. Are there any shows that you look back at and you think to yourself, wow, like I actually really enjoyed playing, you know, that set? Yeah, um, yeah, there's a lot, man. There's a lot. There's probably like special, beautiful, transcendent moments in every show. Yeah, I think like for your kind of music, it's kind of almost impossible not to attract the the sensitive, introspective individuals that, that want a deep listen and, and not a something to sort of accompany their meal. Um, I'm wondering about, like, what type of listenership do you garner? Like, what are the type of people who are, are the true fans? Like, what's this crowd like if, if they were all to be in the same room? They are all so different. That's the <laughs> one thing. I mean, you'll have just the complete, like, different people, you know? Um <laughs> It'll have like a really old lady that just loved it, you know, because we, we sometimes throw in a lot of like old songs at our gigs. So like it often like changes up very much. Like we end up throwing like some old little folky kind of jazzy number from the 20s or something, you know. Um, just all people from all walks of life, all ages, no yeah. cast or creed. You know? I guess it is really all. easy listening and like, Anyone could really yeah, get into it. For sure. You know, just looking at your, your, your setup, you know, being a duo, I like to, to, to focus on, you know, each individual. Faye, what do you enjoy most about working with Ren and then vice versa? This is a, like a nice <laughs> therapy session, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Ren is super organized he's always like on top of everything he has everything planned and sorted and he's a great <laughs> organizer and he keeps it all together i think <laughs> we'll be right back but you still loading them and heating them up with all your single shit you've been dropping you feel me loading them up on it, it only takes structure and, and you know just paying attention to the climate of the game yeah. Nah, man. So do do your homies uh got a role in your in your little? You mean? Yeah, yeah. We all we all artists over here, man. I'm trying. Oh, yeah. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to get them on there. Yeah. Look, 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 look. We all artists, man. We go. You feel me? We gonna have this like. Bro, me and my man, like me and my man Kai, we be like, I don't know, we play, we play with this <laughs> shit. Right now. With this I gotta lie, we play with this shit right now for real. Oh, don't lie. play with it. Take that shit serious. Yeah, uh, my role is a little bit of like the PR and kind of management and that kind of thing as well on the business side of things. <laughs> Me too. I think you're like, the glue that like holds it all together. <laughs> <laughs> it's really dope and you can actually you see the lovely thing about you guys is that you can also just hear the chemistry or feel the chemistry you know when it comes to sort of you know the, the actual music um in terms of sort of like performance wise for anyone who hasn't really seen you know uh one of your shows you know what what would you say is the one thing they can sort of look forward to um when when coming to one of your shows 
<laughs> they could probably look forward to something completely different and very sweet to the ears. That's what I think. <laughs> What's it been like for you in lockdown? Like, um, are you in lockdown together or are you sort of just meeting up for right now? Are you? Is it forcing you to make more music? Yeah, we have been together during lockdown. Luckily, we're not locked down anymore. I've got a lot to say about lockdown. But we, we'll <laughs> no, save that for another day. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can get into it, like, yeah, we got through it. At least it was things. pretty tough in the beginning. Yeah. There's a sense of normality now. I think we both found it quite hard to be creative, and it just felt too strange. I mean, when you're like seeing things like on the news, you know, that the military are like marching through freaking Durban, like mm-hmm. see that photo of like basically the entire army on the highway, and then here in Cape Town as well. Like, often we'd see like a little military vehicle with soldiers around and cops and like not a soul to be seen those first days of lockdown it was like bizarre man at least we've been able to swim now like go about our lives you know and what can we sort of you know as your fans what can we sort of expect from you guys coming up you know even after lockdown you know um you did say there the rules have been a bit relaxed so besides you guys did play a show today we're doing this interview and what else do you guys have in in line um, yeah, we're just gonna obviously see see how the rest of the year rolls out, you know. But definitely there's always new music and more music coming out. We we always in like quite a creative and productive space with that. So um Hopefully another album yeah, I think another album is this time. <laughs> yeah, well maybe we should aim for like maybe early twenty twenty one or maybe December this year. Yeah, I know that is good. Just on my side, uh, this is going to be my last question. Um, for uh, you know, you guys haven't been doing this for like fifteen years or so, or have been together um, for fifteen. Um, I want to get from you guys. You know, what is sort of what are your views on the music scene? You know, how it was back then and how it is now. You know, I, I just want to get your general opinion on the South African music scene as a whole. I personally miss those. Um, like there used to be quite a, a niche, like little, like small town circuit with the like touring and stuff like that. Like the old guys, like Sid Kitchen and all those dudes from Durban, they like basically built, they carved out their like circuit. I think the music scene is always evolving, you know? So yeah. I think it'll always, there's always people that appreciate music. I always like to conjure up my own sort of fantasy lineups in terms of who would make the best show if they played it together. So if if Faye and Ren was headlining at the best show ever, who would you like to see from anywhere? Who would you like to spend that performance with? Mm, that's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> Ren. Yes, I don't know. Is it like, what do you mean? Like, just other like artists double billing and any other artists? Yeah, like if you no, if you could pick anyone to be on the same lineup at, uh, as, as Faye and Ren for, like, an epic show. Um, Jesus, uh, I really. <laughs> yeah, I would have to probably say. Ren is like the most indecisive person ever. I don't think you're going to get an answer out of it. But also, Mama just got people that are like dead now. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know if, that, if that's allowed. Still counts. In the still counts. We're fantasizing together. <laughs> still counts. Roy Orbison or something. 
<laughs> mm. Well, I would get my tickets to that. So I'm sold. <laughs> Listen, guys. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's been really awesome, you know, having this little chat with you guys. You know, it, it it was quite short, but I feel like I I did learn a lot about you guys. Um, before we let you guys go, um, just let the people know who you are online, social media, where can they get where they can get in touch with you and all that. Cool, as it Megan. It's been awesome chatting to you guys too. Eh? Yeah, thanks for um, having us. Yeah, so you guys can follow us on all the all the platforms we pay and rent. So at f a y e a n d w r e n. So that's basically what you can search for. You can find our music out there. Connect with us. We always like reply to people and we like to chat to people. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Aye, that is dope. And uh, what song do you guys, you know, what song of yours do you feel that the people, you know, for someone who hasn't listened to your music would best sort of connect with that we can play out with right now? I'll go with maybe like Sally and our alley from my new album. <laughs> Alright, sweet. Listen, guys, you can catch this episode on SoundCloud, it's Sledge Underground Podcast, on Apple Podcasts, it's Sledge Underground Podcast, and on Spotify, Sledge Underground Podcast. Um, social media, Facebook, Sledge Underground, on Twitter, at Sledge 031, and uh, Instagram, at Sledge Underground. As for myself, it's at Zwane 031. Uh, Megan, who are you online? Yo, you can find me on Instagram pretty much only um, at Lemon Dog Duo or at Mega King. Uh, Fan and Ren, thank you guys so much again for joining us. It's been really epic. And yeah, all the best, you know, going forward in terms of lockdown and everything else that you guys do. And I really hope to just uh, see one of your shows once this, this whole thing is pretty much over. Oh, for sure. That'll be awesome, man. We must get together and we'll um, all meet in person. Yeah, that'll be great. Guys, until next time, please enjoy some music by Fan Ren. It's bye for now. Such as pleased to buy them. But sure, such folks could not beget so sweet a girl as Sally. She's the darling of my heart. She lives in our alley. Oh